0: Be brave enough to fight off despair. If you're a Gundam pilot,
1: a new type, you can do it.
2: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every once in a while, we come out with uh, an episode where we talk about Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week, we're coming to you with part two of our Double Zeta coverage. With us, we have Scotty B. Do you think
1: anyone's ever strolled into a brony convention wearing a yellow suit? On horseback, and then been tackled by their boyfriend.
2: Uh, what what's the big Brony convention called? BronyCon. Yeah that that's that's over here near uh, me and Luke. A lot of times. Yeah, yeah, I oddly enough, I was like flying into Baltimore at one point, and like they had signs at like all the luggage carousels for BronyCon, and I was just like, "What this is going is on here?"
0: <laughs> they had a documentary about bronies uh and Mel and I watched it and it was it was pretty funny to watch actually but uh now Mel was like i want to go to the con uh not because she likes my little pony but because she wants to see all the bronies
2: <laughs> I think I saw most of that that documentary you're talking about it had uh the guy that was q in Star trek was was uh narrating it because I guess he was like one of the my little ponies at one point as well
0: yeah, yeah. I think so that,
1: that docs is like seven eight years old now though. I wonder like, is that convention still happen? I
0: don't know. I don't know what happened through COVID. I know it was still happening like up to COVID because we had watched it when it was a couple years old at that point, and that was pre- but it was pre COVID.
2: Let's see. Let's see. Uh, BronyCon uh, most recent was August twenty nineteen. Um, I do not see any indication that it is happening anytime soon again
1: well that's the real gundam news everyone comes here
2: for uh, here and, uh, and and, and uh, honestly there's a youtube video that's an hour and 11 minutes long that's called the last brody con so uh, Autopsies. Bro, uh,
0: my little pony friendship is magic uh finished its final season in 2019 the organizers of the con decided to make 2019 the final convention and we have luke it didn't fail they chose to stop
2: <laughs> all right so last week we ended uh with, with Neo Zeon pulling back as the new gundam uh approached the battle and um saved kara from death that's where we're at um and I think we're at like four minutes into the movie, even though we just had like an hour episode last last uh, time. Yeah, 20, it was much. Maybe twenty <laughs> so minutes. We r-
1: roughly twenty-two. Remember, because it's we are we roughly got through the first episode of an imaginary TV series cut of Shara's <laughs> counterattack.
2: So uh, we we're back and seeing Hathaway derping through gravity. This is this is a reminder that um. As as Bright has been a a space adventurer for most of Hathaway's life, um, Hathaway has not been a space adventurer, um, and does not really know how to navigate gravity very well. Um, it, Hathaway, the first thing er, the first thing Bright says to Hathaway as soon as he sees him is,
1: "Where's your mom?"
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where's Mira and Nugget?
1: Um I mean it that does make sense though because he's expecting that when they do get to space it will be all of them and instead he's like yeah, Bright sp-
2: favorite.
1: <laughs> Bright has seen some shit, so he's like
2: Oh shit, why is it just you? <laughs> uh out of all out of the the three that I could see, I get you Hathaway. Thanks.
1: Um, well, and uh, like I said, he's
2: seen some stuff. He knows what happens
1: when young men are suddenly on ships that he
2: commands. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, to be fair, it doesn't look like he has any child soldiers right now. So Hathaway showing up is... Yeah, that is a
0: good point. Uh, Bright is suspiciously bereft of child soldiers in this.
2: For now. <laughs> All right, so we, we see uh, Quest's dad uh, instructing Bright to redirect the fleet to Londinium. Uh, we'd had a, a handful of mentions of Londinium up to now, but like this is the first we learn that Londo uh, Bell is going to be sent there. Um, and then Bright's like, "Okay, Hathaway, get the fuck out of here. We'll talk later." Father of the Year Award.
1: And then with absolutely no segue prompting warning or anything out of nowhere, Amaro is having a new type space trip.
2: Yeah. So flying in in the new Gundam, he's apparently like laced the seat with LSD. um, And he's just flying in like pink space and sees Lala.
0: I think this is, there's, we've talked about this a few times. There's been some like new type magical nonsense up to this point. But, like, this is the point where it really starts to become a thing, right? Like, it, it, am I wrong? It, we had some yeah. hands with Camille, and then it's yeah, getting I, real fucking trippy with this one.
2: And I think, like, the explanation for this is, like, this is Amro's first time in the new Gundam, and we've learned about the... Uh, or not the first time in the new Gundam at this point? S- sorry, no, this is his first time in the new Gundam, yeah. but...
1: We are seeing something that was referred to in passing in Zeta.
2: Oh, okay. See, I I was going to go with the, you know, he's got the Psycho Frame in here. And, like, you know, it's this new technology. And he just doesn't know how to process it very well. And so he's just kind of being overwhelmed with all of the new type Psycho Frame enabled magic.
1: That's not really the explanation here. It's just that whenever he's in space, Lala's spirit is able to talk to him more easily, which is why he was fighting with Karaba because when he's on earth, he doesn't get just visited by Lala's new type
2: ghost. I guess but when he's in space, he does like this. Would you say the, the legitimate explanation of why she can't affect him on space is because, um, her soul cannot be dragged down by Earth's gravity.
1: That would actually be the literal, but symbolic at the same time explanation of this. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: There we go. Lala is not affected by Earth's gravity, um, or maybe repulsed by Earth's gravity. Um, <laughs> here for Earth. <laughs> um, so she she tells Shah that she wants to, or she tells Amro that she wants to watch over both Shah and Amro. And tells Amaro that Shar is pure of heart. Um, Amaro is like, okay. Um,
0: sure, pure,
2: right. Pure, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're taking the neo, neo Z- Nazis and like putting a pure leader at the head. Um, so, yeah, we flash to Amaro being back into his room uh, and Chan kind of like comes in and is, is like, oh, hey. And he's like, no let me change clothes. And she hangs out in the, the, the hallway outside of his room for a few minutes. And like, we get like a sad scene of her like curling up and like time passing as he changes clothes. She's like, Oh my God, I
1: can't believe I have to wait while he puts clothes on.
0: He's salty as shit to her. Like he's got an attitude to her. To her. And she's like, man, he's really cold. And then it made it, he said, it'll only be 10 minutes, but he made it seem like it's going to be a really, like it made it seem like she was waiting for way longer than that. I don't know if that was the impression you guys got, but it seemed like she was waiting for
2: like hours. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like a montage of waiting. (laughs) Three years later, Amro leaves his room with his his shirt and pants on. Um. Yep, so we zoom over to uh Quest getting getting wrecked in the simulator, um, but allegedly having a pretty good go at it. Um Hathaway wants to give it a shot too. Uh and Bright, of course, ignores Hathaway and says, Man, Quest, you have good instincts in the simulator. Um and Quest kind of floats into Amro, who promptly tells her to get the fuck out. This is for like real boys only. Um, and then uh, Hathaway and, and Quest kind of float off together away from the new Gundam and all the military stuff um, to hang out and talk about Amuro's past and the new types um,
1: so there's a they have this conversation about you get this brief thing where you can see that they've got different ideas about what a new type is because Hathaway is like hey Amuro fell into the Gundam and knew how to pilot it the very first time. That's a new type, and then Quest being just the stereotypical just awful white girl, spoiled as hell is like. Well, I've studied abroad in India, and somebody told me that new types are all like in tune with nature and people and stuff. Man,
2: well, I was hanging out in India doing hot yoga. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But then Hathaway, you know, keeps going and you learn that he doesn't know how brains work. Because he's like, oh well, they say people only used half of their brains until they came to space. And now they can use the whole thing. I'm like, oh no, I, I no, wanna no, it's find just the other area. half.
0: We're just using the other half. It just switches when you go into space. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think for Hathaway it's maybe just half of it has overworked. Half, half of it's half. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Hathaway's like, yeah, big brain people using using their space brain. I've lived on Earth all my life, underground. <laughs> and apparently a
1: real dump. I don't know if we've seen that yet, but their little apartment in Hong Kong. <laughs>
0: looked yeah, like
2: it. we have not seen Okay. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, it it yeah. reminds me, well, we'll get there. Um, yeah, although H- Hathaway doesn't like his dad and um, – Quest also lived on Earth and used half of her brain. So, um, so Neo Zeon uh, got a code from the colony, from the Federation government, and they're able to dock on the base. So this is another... We, we get hints throughout this movie that Shars basically got not necessarily people on the inside, but Federation sympathizers, which are kind of enabling him for usually their own motivations, but basically... You know, why be on his bad side when you can just give him a colony or whatever. Yeah, so if you
1: watch the dub of this, there are times in the dub, times, because there are times that it's... eh. But there are times that uh, Michael Kopsa, who plays Char in the English dub in this movie, absolutely kills the role. And this is one of them, and it's just a short thing, but you know, they're they're docking and you know they're like oh yeah thanks to this we can get in thanks to this access that we got from the federation and these like lackeys and hangers-on and suck-ups are like oh and us too we helped and he's like yes yes you sure did you really helped mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way he just nails that flat like i'm an annoyed boss and i will praise you but please shut the fuck up tone is it was really good
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, the voice acting on this one's not bad. I actually watched the dub of this one as opposed to the the subtitle this time. I think the first time I watched the movie, I watched it subtitled this time. I watched it dub. It's a, it's a pretty good dub.
1: It's Um, mostly the same people that worked on the mobile suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam ones. There's a little bit of difference in the casting. I didn't look up. Precisely what they are, but it's it's most of the same cast as those.
0: It came out like a year after Z- Double Zeta, didn't it? So it was like it wasn't a big gap. There's no
2: reason why they couldn't. Have yeah, been. but they never dubbed Double Zeta. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Very, very fair point. Well, I guess they kind of did, right?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm specifically talking about like the Bandai America yeah. early knots dubs. Yeah. So.
2: Um. Yeah. So Quest and Chan meet. And they argue, and it's kind of an annoying. Like basically every scene with Quest is kind of annoying um, throughout this entire movie. <laughs> um, so uh, Chan says that Amro is just her senior, and um, they just kind of like argue back and forth until we get to uh, Quest saying, "Well, I studied in India to be a new type, and I can tell you for damn sure that Amro is a new type," and she. Tells Chan to get off the ship, and it's just like real man. I know real man when I see one.
1: (laughs) Just just because we were on it. Sorry to interrupt. So, the guy that does the English voice of Char in Char's Counterattack also did it in the dub of Mobile Suit Gundam. But Mm -hmm. someone else, uh, Tom Edwards, voiced Quattro Begina. Well,
2: that make I mean that makes sense. It checks out to me. (laughs) Because <laughs> Quattro and Char aren't the same person. Um, yeah, so uh, Quest, we have an, uh, the annoying scene where Quest, Quest yells at Chan to get off the ship. Uh, I have a note here. Quest is a shitty character. Um, <laughs> she Quest also yells at Hathaway, and um, he ropes her ropes her in, and they watch as they approach Londinium. Um Quest comments that her dad's knows nothing about the colonies, and she kind of agrees with Char and wants to destroy the planet because people get remarried. Quest is fine with genocide because people on Earth get remarried. Let's.
0: She seemed to change her tune real fast, like a like a, like a teenager would.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I want to bang Amaro, but I don't have a chance, so. I want to bang Shar now because he wants to kill everybody on earth and it makes complete total sense. It's fine. I like the,
1: um, I'm still trying to catch up to exactly where we are. So sorry if I'm off a little bit, but I like how Amaro and Bright are talking somewhere around here. And Amaro says like, Oh, well the way that he worked together, Shar worked together with us in the past, you know, against the Federation made him truly hate them, but like he already he already did. Like he are they were already fighting like the Titans, which were part of the Federation, so
2: Yeah, I mean he Charf has fought Earth for a long time. He was just allied with people who were fighting the worst part of Earth for a while. And the worst part of Xeon. Um so we learned that Shar is trying to get Sweetwater recognized as a, as a Neozian territory. Um, so he is, uh, so he's essentially we're told that it's because that, that Sweetwater is closer to moon's orbit and they think he wants to use that to, as a staging ground to drop another colony onto earth. So closer to earth, easier to drop another colony or asteroid or anything. Um, Yeah, and that's so that's why he's on Londinium, uh, meeting with some Federation folks. Um, at this point, Quest and her dad leave the ship, and uh, we get to see Cameron Bloom. He is a blast from the past. Uh, in the original mobile suit condom, he was Mirai's original fiance. Um, pretty decent guy, generic bureaucrat type, <laughs> type of dude.
0: Very concerned for Mirai still, which is kind of interesting.
2: <laughs> almost almost more so than Bright.
0: No, not almost. 100% more so than Bright. <laughs> yeah. 500% yeah. more than Bright.
1: He's Yeah, you know, we don't get all of his history. Maybe he's just had another breakup or something, and he sees Bright, and he's like,
0: so did that work out? You know, you just...
1: She didn't tell me to lose her number, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he definitely said. Like, oh, I hope she's okay. I hope she's doing well. Are you treating her right? How's she doing? What's she I'll up to? Where is she?
2: <laughs> Do they need a stepfather? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he picks up uh, uh, Quest uh, and her father, uh, and then yeah, he he openly wonders out loud how Quest, or Mariah and Bright are are doing, how how their relationship is like, if uh, Bright is a deadbeat dad or not.
0: He got her pregnant and left and hasn't seen her since then. So, yeah. I mean, you're probably in the clear.
2: Um, and we also learn here that Amaro is not happy that uh, he finds out that Adenauer and the Federation are negotiating with Shar because, like, you don't negotiate with terrorists.
1: Um, Amaro sure is doing a lot of things to help people he doesn't like in this movie. Anaheim, Adenauer. Yeah, Good
2: good job, Omro. Yeah. I mean, people ca- have called him a Federation stooge for pretty much everything after the original Mobile Suit Gundam and probably including the original Mobile Suit Gundam because he was a child stooge at that point, right? Um, so we see Adenauer walking into the room and it is uh, Adenauer and Bloom walking into the room full of uh, Neo Zeon folks and some Federation guys as well. Um, and Bloom's kind of su- taken a surprise uh, by a surprise with all of this, but you know, we all know what's going on here. They're going to get Sweetwater. Um, so Hathaway and Amaro are going to head all head off together. Um, but Quest apparently had called Bright directly to get in touch with Hathaway, and Bright's kind of like, dude, get get your girl to stop calling the emergency line to get in touch with you. It's not not the right way to do it. Um, but he's like, but you can go get your strange at the at the Drake hotel. That's fine. go peace. go do it. Uh, I think that's
1: a collaborative tie-in with Drake.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was probably around the time that uh, Drake was born. Um, I guess. <laughs> what do need to ask Google how old Drake is?
1: It's- no, you don't need to. That's, that's a, <laughs> it's a fact. It's
2: a fact. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this was a tie had to, to Drake being introduced to the world. Um, so the Federation tells Neo that they have moved their headquarters and are pre- prepared to give access to Neo Zeon. If they sign a treaty, uh, yeah, we, so uh,
1: they they say like, oh, we moved our headquarters out of Lhasa before fifth Luna fell. so you immediately get you know the oh, they okay, they knew exactly what was happening and and got out just like we see in Double Zeta. Um, but Cameron's in there like surprised, and'm I'm, I'm sitting here I'm like hey, didn't anybody tell him? If he's getting to sit in on this like secret bribe meeting, like wouldn't well, you want to brief the people there already? Yeah, about, like... yeah
0: promoted between the meetings. <laughs>
1: Apparently well, so.
2: I, well, the way I read it was he was probably understanding that that Sweetwater was a thing, right? Like, because as we had talked about at the beginning of the last episode, th- there had been some talk that that Char had already been at Sweetwater. So this, you know, Char is essentially asking for de facto like. Yes, recognize that Sweetwater is mine. But now they're like, "Yeah, oh yeah, you can totally have access. It'll, it, it, it can be yours." And yeah. I think well, I mean, they, they've really-
1: already got control of Sweetwater. This is just a can we make it official?
2: Yeah. Well, and that's where I think Bloom was like, "Wait, you're going to give them access too? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and Bloom had completely no idea what was going on here. Um. So. We see Hathaway getting a fully charged Haro. And he heads out with Amuro. And they mentioned that this is a V3. So,
0: so can we touch on what exactly they were signing? What what they were under the impression that
2: uh, Neo Zian was agreeing to? They were supposed to disarm at Luna 2. So yeah, they that comes in the scene after Amuro gets the uh, version 3 Haro. Okay, never mind. Tour. Which is right now. So uh, unless, we, unless anybody has anything to say about the Haro. Did wasn't there like a, a thing in Zeta where like uh, Amro was apparently like developing updated versions of Haro's or something like that.
1: That part of the like continuity is a mess and we should just not even bother with it.
2: <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So yeah. So this is where Luke brought up the, they're trying to sign a treaty uh, and Neo Zeon will agree to surrender their fleet and then they can move access to Sweetwater. Um, and then Neo Zeon rolls out, like trays of gold and says, Cool, Axis is ours now. Uh, by the way, we're gonna escort Axis to Sweetwater and th- then we'll give you our fleet if that's cool, right? Um, and, and then there's a comment in there where someone goes, The nuclear engines on Axis still work great. So
1: a couple bits from this, there's one part where these Neo Zeon guys that Char was already annoyed with earlier when they're talking about giving up the fleet at Luna Two if they want access, like these guys are grabbing like the scale models of these locations that are on the desk for some reason, as they're talking about them. I was like, that is it's really cringy, but I think that's on purpose. Um, also, Cameron seems to always be involved with gold bars because um, it's very reminiscent of Side 6. Yep. And the last we knew of Axis's engines was in Double Zeta when Glemmy made them not work. So at some point, the Federation has now maybe for completely unrelated reasons like you know actually moving the thing somewhere but at some point the federation had to have fixed those engines in between double zeta and now
2: yeah if we if we keep in mind axis originally was like out towards jupiter so it's it's a nice little rock that's that's had a long journey um
0: a note about this scene, too, and it's kind of, we talked about this a little bit in the last movie, but throughout this whole kind of up till this point, Shar has been like leading Neo right? But he's also been getting kind of, he's got like his advisors and they've been telling him, look, you got to be the figurehead. You got to say the right things. And we, and we kind of talked about that when he was like praising his troops in the last episode. Uh, and in this one, he comes to this meeting purely to just have a presence there. He has no other purpose other than to show that he's the leader and he's there because he's important and this is important. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And it's kind of a recurring
2: theme. Throughout. And it's interesting that, like, they never really say, uh, I guess it's kind of implied, but, like, what level of influence he has over, like, the strategy and policy. But it seems like he he is kind of designing the strategy and policy. Just, like, he's the figurehead that is being controlled, but he's also, like... He's pulling like a three D chess move, where he's actually the guy that's in control at the same time.
0: I don't know. It seems like um, he always, in previous instances, he was always the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings, right? Like that's it. that's how he what he wanted to do. He didn't want to be in charge of everything. Yeah. Um, he wanted to be he'll let someone else be in charge and then control them from behind. And in this, he's actually taken on the I am the one that everyone looks at now. I am the one that's the figurehead. I am the son of of you know Zion Daikun like I'm in charge now. So now he's having to play both sides of it. He's having to, to show people what they want to see and then also control things and and accomplish the things that he wants.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Char walks on over to a window and he puts on some glasses and he looks really close to similarly to Quattro Bajina at that point. Uh, and he says that he is being wicked to Amaro. It just sounded really dirty when he said it, like, I don't know if
0: it was in the dub or if it was in the, uh, um, the, the subtitle. I can't remember. I had both turned on. Uh, but he's like, I'm doing something wicked right now. Amro. do you sense me? Um, and that I thought was a much better way of saying that. Um, <laughs> cause he's essentially like, are you here? Amro? Can you tell I'm here? Can you feel me Amro?" Like that kind of thing. And it was kind of playing up the whole, this is really focusing on their conflict specifically. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he leaves the area, and everybody does their Sigheil Zeon stuff. So we get we get that. We haven't had that in a while. Um, so Amaro driving with Quest and Hathaway. It looks like he is the he is more of a father to Hathaway at this point than Bright's ever been. Um, Quest tells him to, to chase a swan. They see some swans flying. There's. Off-
1: there's two swans yeah. and with all these geese. Oh my god, what a co- what a coincidence!
2: Yeah, Can't believe it, it. It's like we know what they're going for. No, they're they're going for like this imagery, and then they're like, not nah, like if you don't get it, here's fucking Lala flying. <laughs> and then Char shows up like, nah, it's an Old Spice ad. <laughs> Yeah, so Amro drives up on Char riding a horse, and, like, it's fucking awkward, weird.
0: This is a weird scene, because he, like, drove, and then he's like, take the wheel, and then fucking dives out of the car at Char.
1: Oh my god, yeah, so, alright, so you've got... Char, uh, he's on a horse for some reason. Even he, I don't I don't know. I don't know why he just d-
0: decided a horse was today's
1: mode of transportation, but he did.
0: Right there, uh in Gundam Origin, if you just if you think about that as canon, that's what he rode as a kid. <laughs> yeah, he
1: always rode oh, yeah. a horse. Sure, um, Amuro chases after him, and then. Shar with the, you know, because we needed we needed this reminder again too. the the people on earth do nothing but pollute it because their souls are weighed down by gravity. So we had to get that in. but but here's the real kicker. So instead of you know keeping that up with it, you have the main fucking problem with this movie, which is Quest pariah and that whole subplot that cannot get out of the way of the actual plot. Because once you have him drop the you know the, the, the recurring quote in amidst all the symbolism, you have Quest sitting back going Oh wait down by gravity Oh that's why married couples fight each other Bitch what what? <laughs> Seriously? And and anyway, then they, you know, there's some other animals. They drew the udders on the cows, but they didn't color them in. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Amro like jumps from the Jeep to tackle Char, just like Hathaway take the wheel. Uh, okay, all right, whatever, man. Um and then, you know, they're they're like fighting, and like as they're fighting, I guess Quest decided that Char's who she liked out of this Yowie pairing
0: Yeah. More find it odd that quest like called Hathaway to like go on a date with him, And that date was go for a ride with Amaro.
2: Well, I don't think that was originally what the plan was. She had said like, let's just hang out. And then like Amaro shows up and like, who's going to pass up a, a chance to, to get like chaperoned by Amaro Ray. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, yeah,
1: I think the plan was definitely something else. Amaro probably just going to ditch them somewhere. And then he's like, Oh, Char's on a horse. <laughs> Sorry, kids, <laughs> we, we cannot allow this, uh, but no, I mean, Amaro is there to stop Shar. You know that he's talked about it with Bright. That's why he went there. Um, so yeah, like, you know, Amaro's tosses Shar after their little aggressive innuendo laden thing that you've probably seen in a dozen memes. Um, but you know, Amaro tosses shard, gets at a gun, tries to shoot him. He's like, you know what? I've had enough of this movie. And I was like, man, you go, Amaro. Let's just get it done with. Just get it That's done. It and, it. and Quest is immediately proving again that the B plot of the movie is the entire problem when she smacks the gun out of his hand, and then you, you just so you,
0: him over. if with the car, if yes, car. Yeah. yeah. run him over. Yeah, what's All that right.
1: horse gonna do? <laughs> I mean, maybe damage like your little Jeep thing, but it's not, it's, I'm sure he rented it. Um,
2: and the horse, the horse is probably rented too. Yeah. If if he had wrecked a car to
0: kill the leader of the, like the competing army, the, the Federation would have been
2: like, you know what? Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pay for the car. Not only that, that, let's, let's put in perspective for a minute. Like how fucked up the situation is that a dude has literally dropped a, uh, you know, an asteroid on earth to fucking wipe out the population. And they're like, yeah, can we just, can we just get along? Like it's, it's, it's just like they're, they're like in disbelief of like how serious the situation is. It's like, no, this dude really wants to like murder all of you fuckers and like make the world uninhabitable. And you're like, ah, Let's just, let's just sell him, you know, Axis, you know, he'll, he'll have some fond memories of where he used to like cuddle with Haman and like, that'll, that'll placate him.
1: Well, I mean, we know that the Federation doesn't really care if he drops it though, because it's less mouths to feed. Um yeah. But I mean, it, how bad is Shar's security that someone can just go to the same colony he's at, rent a Jeep and happen to drive up on him and could have just run up on him and shot hey, him. Like- it's
2: it's not that bad because sh- they show up with a hobby hi-zack.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, as if you couldn't already tell that everything had just taken a horrible turn into oh god, this movie's still <laughs> going territory. <laughs> Gunye flies in with the universe's ugliest hi-zack ever made, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we going off the rails."
2: The hobby highzak reminds me a lot of like those other mecha shows uh like like big hero 6 or whatever like just like the ridiculously it looks like it looks like an ugly ass or og gundam with like clown like even more accented like clown paint it's the
0: harlequin
2: zaku
1: yeah It, it, it yeah it just looks like a a knockoff of one of the old Clover Gundam toy zakus or something. If they even if Clover even made a Zaku, I don't know. It looks like a knockoff toy flying around.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh Gunye uh shows up and um takes Char and Quest away. The end. That that could have gone so many different ways, but that's how it went. Um yeah. So, you get to see Cameron Bloom and Bright again. Cameron Bloom is not going away in this movie. He is more of a character than we ever thought he would be. Like, I don't know why, but he is. Um, so, he meets up with Bright to tell him about Shar being on the colony and the negotiations that were going on. So, he gives, uh, fills Bright in, uh, and Bright's like, Dude, Shar's not going to honor that agreement. And Bloom's like, Right, like he's gonna honor that agreement, like you honor your vows to my fiance.
1: <laughs> Char's never betrayed anyone
2: in his entire life, so <laughs>
0: um,
2: so Char, back to Char asking quests uh, what she's planning on doing, um, and, and this is this, I, I she says. Some rag on the rock kalum cramps her style. I didn't understand this statement. Some hag? She's talking about chin. Oh, oh okay.
1: okay. Yeah. But you notice that Char isn't a robe. <laughs> uh, I, I find this suggestive in exactly the the grossest way you can... Think about. I'm pretty sure this is what that's meant to communicate. Like, why?
0: I, I agree. They make comments. I don't know if it was earlier or later, but they make comments about him being into little girls. And it makes it's it's definitely
2: later, and it definitely this is where it starts getting bad. Like, it it, it escalates from here.
0: And I'm not gonna lie. I never got that impression until this movie. <laughs> like, maybe well, I was just not looking close enough. But well, you can you can
1: even see it when you know she first helps him out after he's been Amaro tackled. He just looks at her and he's like, Shall we go? And he's like, Oh man, picking up some underage girl was really easy today. All right. Like, he's not even worried about who she is or anything. He's like, Underage girl who wants to help me, you're coming with me for, well, for
2: reasons. Well, I mean, we, we, Scotty and I had a friend a long time ago who had a comment that it's funny at the time, not as funny now. Uh, they keep staying the same age as I get older.
1: Oh, that's a that's a movie quote, too. That's that's from uh, um, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. It's Matthew McConaughey's character. Um, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and what's really funny, too, in this quote where she says, some some hag on the rock loom cramps herself. This is the first time we actually heard the name of the, the ship they were on
1: oh is it i just knew what yeah. it was called because i played too much super robot wars so i'm like oh it's
2: the rock island but hmm. yeah because i i like went through and was like listening i was like what the fuck is this and i had to go like look it up because i and i went back and watched you know the first i mean we're on minute like 18 of the movie at this point <laughs> and i was like no they totally have not mentioned the name of the ship up, up to this point so surprise um yeah, so uh, Audenauer is confronted by Bright, um, and he justifies selling Axis because it'll it'll help them fulfill their welfare policies on Earth. Um, basically, pacify the people, and you know what are you going to do with the giant rock in space anyway? Um, and Bright asks why Londo Bell couldn't oversee the disarmament, um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you can totally uh, oversee Neozeon being disarmed. Just like stay really fucking far away." uh okay and um Odenauer tells bright to tell quest uh to hang out at the hotel for a few days um little does he know that you know she's cuddling with Gune and Shah and hizaq right now uh, oh i i got ahead of
1: myself didn't i yeah it's okay
2: yeah just a little bit yeah, it's fine um but yeah so quest flies around it, this, this is where we, we see quest flying around uh in in a Suit like an idiot, and Cune is like flipping out at her, telling her to chill out. Um, and Quest in charge talk about how they hate Earth and how everybody's weighed down by Earth gravity. This is where awkward robe, robe yeah, time happens. Yeah. And she says she wasn't really friends with Hom- Amaro or Hathaway anyway. They were just like she
0: know. just had a one sided crush on Amaro.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and and Hathaway You're had a like one sided crush on her. Um. Yeah. So uh, we see Hathaway trying to pilot a little petite mobile suit and he kind of sucks. Um, and this is like, this is like a, I don't know, a compare and contrast like Hathaway, like derping around in a mobile suit where um, Quest is like, I'm going to control some, you know, funnels with the Saikamu and Hathaway's like, I'm going to fall down trying to stand up. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we, we get, you know, a nice little training montage type scene uh, where sharp comments that uh, quest is just like her, uh, except quest is still alive. But who,
1: I think it's supposed to be Lala, but I feel like it, it, it it could be Haman. It could be, one of the other nameless uh, people. We know it's not Hamon, though. Oh yeah. But, but the fu- the funnels are the only well, I get Elmouth had bits. Oh no, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um I mean Haman suit had bits. Right? Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was yeah. like, Oh, I thought it was Haman because of the funnels, but Lala's suit also had the yeah. bits, which are sim I think it's supposed to be La here, but I feel yeah. like that. You- I don't know if Lala's come up in the context of Char except for like the Amaro space vision so far. So it's like watching this as a sequel to the other shows, it it is more ambiguous than it I think is intended to be is really all that uh, I was pointing out here. So um, this this is roughly the like 43 minute mark and like the next scene is another like little time jump thing. So it kind of feels like if we were on a TV pace, like at some point here, we... We we ended episode two and and started on the third.
2: It, it's a movie, so this doesn't really like completely hold up. But yeah, yeah. so we yeah we we start off this episode of this movie uh, mm-hmm. with everyone mm-hmm. on a train beginning to sh- sing to Char after uh, a kid gives them a rose. Yeah, um,
1: and the first time watchers of the movie, do you know where they are? Because I didn't. I had no idea. I assume you, they're on
0: Sweetwater.
1: Yeah, they are. But the first time you watch, I mean, it, this have
0: is no idea. This is boom,
1: yeah. I mean, this is boom, boom, boom with like the time jumps. Yeah. You know, you
0: can, you can figure it out some context clues eventually, but <laughs> it takes a little bit. Yeah,
2: Yeah. And uh, Quest is also now in uh, full mi- military regalia, um, and like they they sing this fucking creepy fight song where we like hear them say. Shar is fighting for our prayers, and you know, like, I guess the death of Earth is their prayers or something.
1: And someone gives yeah. him flowers on the train, yeah. The people we just need, love him so much.
0: Hitler. We need to make a song about him and make him the new Hitler,
2: yeah, definitely. So, um, Shar kisses Quest's hand and wishes her luck on her mission tomorrow. Um, and Nanai, also known as Edgy Neo's Girl. Uh, tells Char that his scheme to access Ram access into Earth is evil, um, and Char says, "Oh wait, no, Nana is not Edgy access girl, is she?" She's not no, that's girl. that's resin. Yeah, sorry. Nana is a uh, mature, older uh, woman—not older, but like above the age of consent. Well, for Char, it's older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, who, who? Yeah, she tells um, Char that, you know, killing everybody on Earth is evil. Um, and he says, you know, he has to shoulder the evils of humanity to usher in a, an era of, of the New Types. Um, and Nanai's like, nah, bro, you're just trying to get even with Amro. You're not, you don't care about humanity. Um. And, and then and the- he's like, yeah, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Char flashes back to the death of Lala. Um, you know, and then he makes a comment after after this brief flashback that he thinks he and Char or Amaro hate each other because they're too similar, you know, two sides of the same coin. Um, and he is counting on Nanai for tomorrow's Operation 2. Um, and he is going to uh, head towards Axis early.
0: Yeah,
1: you also have a throwaway line here where you learned that at some point, Quest was cyber-new-typed.
0: Yep, cyber-enhanced. Yeah, they seem like they skipped over that. I guess during the whole like training sequence when she was training in the, the, the Um I guess that was when she was getting cybered. I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah. It's... Char was doing more than a cyber-
0: Cyber. Yeah, uh, and they made inst- they she made a reference to being at the institute at one point, I think, if I recall correctly, too. And I'm like, wait, I don't know when that fucking happened. That was an episode they cut for the movie. Yeah. But
2: the, the comment about uh, Quest is that she doesn't need to be enhanced any further. So they, they apparently like got her to a good spot. So, I guess similar to like what we've we've learned about Gune, is like you know, he is also cyber enhanced, but um, I think the implication with Yune, and we can talk about this later, but is that he was not any sort of new type when he was enhanced, whereas Quest was some sort of new type. when she Like, was she new. was already a little bit of a new type, and they just beefed her up a little. Yeah. Um, and we also learned that she doesn't need a, a Psycho Frame to control funnels. Um, and Nanai is pissed that Shar wants to bang Quest.
1: Well, because yeah, basically she's trying to get up kind of close on him and he's like, I'm gonna go to bed. And he leaves her his whiskey glass and she's like, I don't want I don't want this high schooler's backwash and throws the glass. I just wrote down that Nanai throws his whiskey
2: glass because she knows I mean, high schooler's generous, right? Like she she could still be in middle school. She's 13. I know, I was, the she was like
0: 16. What's that? I got the impression that she was like 16.
2: Uh, I think canonically she is 13. Uh, I'm going to get, I'm gonna have to
1: look it so, up now. But yeah, it's like, you know, it kind of makes sense if I think about judo, like yep. he's the most he's 19 looking 14. So yeah.
0: he was definitely 13 upon
2: death. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gune uh, says that war is just an outlet for Shar's anger. She's telling this to Quest, and, and he just has to destroy colonies to be happy. Like, I Guess popping up popping a colony and, and onto Earth is just like uh popping a Xanax for Shars. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Um, and know, Gune Guneus will stop that by being a cyber new type. He's like, I will end this this Shars craziness by being a Cyber New type. Um, and he says he wants to watch Quest because she's much better than him. Um and and Quest thinks it's weird that he's watching her. He's like and he's like, is, is it because of my age? Like, am I too young? Am I too old? And she's like, I only really like old men like Char. And this was this was my first note here. Quest is canonically 13. <laughs> it's it's gross because it's very explicit. No, her age is not explicit, but her feelings and interaction with Char are explicit.
0: Isn't Char like 24? 20- Five at this point,
2: he's like not even that old. Um, good question. I don't know. Uh, so maybe he's like 30. I don't know. He's who was he born? Double
0: 60. So that makes, yeah, that makes so how,
2: how old was um amuro in the original series 15. Oh, was, yeah, 15. 15. and so that was double 79. This is double 93. So we're like. 13 years after that. So Amaro is 28, 29. So, and Char was older than that. So I think Char's 33. Yeah. He's Jesus's age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So we see Mirai and Nugget in some slums and we learn that they are sad that there are no shuttles going into space for a while. Um, I, I don't know if the, um, if the implication is 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 this, but it very much looked like um, if you're familiar, familiar with Kulan walled city, the, the the former like crazy ass, like huge apartment complex in Hong Kong or like right outside of Hong Kong. This very much reminded me of, of pictures of that. And if you haven't heard of Kulan walled city, go Google it and just look at some of the pictures or videos of it. It's like a really cool thing to like read about. And then, be sad when you find out that China just raised it to the ground after a while but that's where it looked like they were in um so the sweet water colony uh, we we learn about just briefly um, it was a closed and open type colony that was hastily constructed to accommodate refugees from space past space wars basically yeah, they like, like they together. Yeah. yeah, they had like half of an open colony and half of a closed colony. And they're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get the welder. So they took a dick colony and a vagina colony and just smashed them together, tied them with a knot and said, this one's called Sweetwater. It's eloquent. Uh, <laughs> Here's
1: where another place you can tell that the voice actor isn't the same as Zeta because the voice direction he was given was to talk about the Tetons and Haman.
2: Haman. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I made a note about Tetons. That was upsetting. That hurt me. Yeah, you always wonder,
1: like... I think Tetons, if you... I think in the Japanese, that's, like, phonetically correct, right? Maybe. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like when they get mentioned in Double Zeta, and I could hear it, it was coming out closer to Tetons than Titans. But in English, it should be Titans.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, we get a, a history of Xeon, and, um, we, you know, hear about, um, the zombies, how shitty they were. Um, and, uh, we also get a summer's summarization of how corrupt and dumb the Federation is as well. Um, and, uh we get a mention of Haman, but not Maneva. Like Maneva is very oddly left completely out of this movie.
0: It's, it's because they forgot about her. And, and then like later on, when they started adding more stuff on, they're like, you know, who's still around shit.
1: Yeah. It's, I think the excuse would be, well, they didn't need her for this. I think Tomino just didn't. He was like, I just did a whole series with the fake one. Uh, no, not for this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was just surprised they didn't even mention her in passing. Um, but, yeah. So I'm Char, not.
1: I'm not. This movie is like, I'm a sequel.
2: Kind of. Ish, yeah. Um, yeah, so Char wants to prevent war from rising up again by killing everyone on Earth. Is the, the whole, this long spiel he has about the Sweetwater Colony, the history of Zeon, how shitty Federation is. Um, is uh, if I kill everybody, there won't be war anymore. Um, I mean, what he's really trying to
1: do is like a forced Contalism, like make everyone come to Earth because I'm going to kill them if they, do- excuse me, make everyone come to space because I'm going to kill them if they don't. And, oh, and, and this will eventually over time help the Earth heal from all the pollution humanity has caused and everything but it's sort of um,
0: a shitty idea.
1: Yeah, it, it's it screams uh like peta level eco-terrorism. Yeah. Not rational thought. Yeah. But again, it's, we just have to think back to the scene when Denai He's he, he just wants to beat up Amaro.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um so Shar says <laughs> after he's succeeded, he can join his father, I guess, in death. Um, so that, that, I guess that's the ultimate summary is like, Char's, Char's not looking to get out of this situation alive per se. He just, he's fine being a martyr like his dad. Um, and we see the fleet, uh, the New Zeon fleet start getting blown. Uh, they're making dummy ships and blowing them out. And, um, the dummy fleet will attack Luna 2 um, and take their nukes to the accelerated axis and fuck up the Earth, basically, is the plan.
1: Yeah, he's trying to explode the nukes like within the Earth's atmosphere, but high in the atmosphere to...
2: Create a nuclear like, war.
1: I mean, how are you going to complain about pollution and then
2: be like... I know what I'll add to. He says several times he's going to reset the earth. And I think it's like, it's not like a five year reset. It's like a 5,000 year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Axis is presumably it's presented to us as large enough to do that on its own. So the fallout is just sort of added cruelty from. Yeah.
2: It's unnecessary. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so, uh, there's a Federation guy in a top hat. I forget who he is. <laughs> but uh, he says that Shar must be aware of the nukes on Luna too, because Char is a clever boy.
1: That's, at an hour, that's quest dad.
2: Adenauer. That's Quest's Day. I guess I didn't recognize him with his top hat. Um and I, so Adenauer thinks that Londo Bell is itching for war, hence the request from earlier to um watch the D weaponization or uh the fleet um and says that that and like char like said they just counted a number of vessels and they even uh surrendered an extra one because char is such an honest man like look he gave us an extra ship that he must have been hiding and really what it was is they blew up an extra ship by accident you
1: stupid fuck
2: (laughs) And I think even Char says like don't don't worry <laughs> like they they'll they're not fucking they're not paying enough attention to like, it, notice. Yeah, he
1: he's like we can just blow up balloons that look like ships and they will be fooled because I know who I'm dealing with and they are dumb.
2: Dumb. <laughs> um, yeah. So the pilot asks if uh, there there will be jobs when the war is over because again they're they're getting rid of all of the, the Neo Zeon pilots and everything. And, you know, they're going to need something to do since they can't like drop asteroids on earth. Um, and Adnar says, you know, people are always looking for people to clean the beaches on earth, really need help picking up our trash. Um, and the Federation officer like is, is about to like deck him and gets pulled back and it's not, not, not a good not a good show. Um we learn that Bright is uh given some nukes from Luna 2 by Bloom. Um and he tells Bright that he wants to avoid the nuclear winter so Mirai can survive. So dude, dude's just not giving up. He's like, listen, man, if if you don't want her, I'll take her. Like just, just pass her on. I'll take your kids. I'll be a better father than you. Please. Help me. Here's some nukes. <laughs> Please
1: stop this nuclear winter with these nuclear missiles. It's the only thing that will, <laughs> that will, these nuclear missiles are the only thing that will stop nuclear missiles. Now, I have to admit, for the Times movie came out, this is, this is like contextually an appropriate thing, right? Cold War, mutually assured destruction, stop the bad weapon with our bad weapons. It makes sense in a cold war context, but in 2023 it's, Oh man. Yeah.
2: And, and bright does actually make a comment here where he's like, Oh yeah, you were her fiance, weren't you? (laughs) And, And it's like, you know, he's, you also hear him thinking internally. It's, it's perfectly normal to pine after all this time later. Uh, also I had two kids with her and cheat on her a lot. It's fine. We have a good relationship. I do what I want and she takes care of the kids. i tell you about that time at moon moon. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, uh, bright and Amaro know that disarmament disarmament is a sham. Um, and they-, they talk about it a little bit and yes, we agree. Char is not to be trusted. um, Neo Zeon has launched Quest towards Luna 2 and the Jagdoga um, is what she's piloting. Uh and Gunei announces to everybody that he is a real new type. Um and Quest kind of like fucks with him a little bit. It's I don't know. I don't like Quest, so um <laughs> uh
1: So, yeah. They fly around and do stuff, and the normal Neo Zeon
2: pilots don't like them. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So, Adnor complains that the the ship is hanging out, uh, that his ship is hanging in the back. He wants to be in the vanguard because he's a real dude. Um, And the the captain of that ship's like, nah, brah, this is is to keep you safe and sound uh, and not like getting murked in in a battle. Um, I think this is a
1: more interesting context uh, given 0083 because I think about the fleet assembly at Luna two that got pumped by Gato now granted that didn't exist when this movie was made, but I think that was just some of the retconning that I, I feel like I can imagine that at this part where that guy was like, no, no, we, we have a tendency to just get attacked yeah. really forcefully. So, yeah,
2: know, and and it's a good thing too, because the Neo Zeon fleet was supposed to approach single file, but they have begun to spread out. Uh, Neo Zeon launches its attack on the Federation ship. Um, as this, they had sent some scout ships in to like figure out what was going on. um, and Adenauer cannot believe that Zeon violated uh, the Antarctic Treaty. I mean, the treaty. <laughs> and uh, they just started attacking the, the entire fleet and, uh, I guess, Luna 2 by extension.
1: Now, we did have something in here that we d- we do see Char leave on the actual Ralula to go to Axis. And they pick up uh, mobile armor. On the way, they
2: pick up the Alpha a yeah. so this this is the the big battle that is beginning. Uh, Gune and Quest launch as the Federation suits deploy from from the fleet um, and they're jagdogas again. Um, they handle most of the Federation suits pretty easily. they they outclass them pretty well. um what, what are these like gm threes that they're fl- the the Federation is using? Jiggins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And, and June says their objective is well, to take
1: my bad. They might be GM threes. Londo bell has Jiggins. I don't know if the feds do. So you might've been right there. Okay.
0: They look thought, like three. I thought they had launched Jiggins earlier, like earlier, earlier. And, and that was like our first introduction to the Jegans.
2: But but that was Londo bell. No, that's so, true. that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. I, it could be either of them. I mean, they, they look pretty similar when you're not, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Gune says that their objective is to take Luna 2, um, and then Quest charges in and, um, fires on the ship that was hanging out in the back and, uh, murders her father. Um, she, her suit gets damaged pretty badly. Uh, I think she loses an arm and some other hits on it, um, but Gune is like, don't worry, like it's just a flesh wound. You're not gonna like blow up. You're, you'll be fine. Um, but she starts having some like charasun type gyrations and commenting how she's having weird sensations, and it's it's probably from killing her dad. Um, but they don't explicitly line it out. But she's also never really been in a battlefield before, and like since this sort of like m- mass death, and we know like. Uh, all of the new types that that have been in these suits, and especially since I think the the Jagdoga has a, a psychamu system, uh, it probably amplifies the psycho waves and all that fun stuff, uh, and makes her sense even more than normal. And she's also been cyber new type enhanced, and is probably a little extra crazy. You
1: basically have all kinds of plots that have been repeated a lot in Zeta and Double Zeta happening here again. Yep.
0: Yep. Third time's the charm. If you can get the plot the first two times, third time is when you're going to get it finally.
1: Maybe if it was the third and not the
2: th- 36th or whatever. Char's counterattack is just going to take the plot and inject it straight in your veins and be like, take it now. <laughs> um, uh, Nani is excited to deliver the nukes to the captain. Um, she's like, hey, I've got some nukes for you. Yay. And, and Char's like, cool. Um, or the captain of the ship's like, cool. Um, Hathaway is, is crying and Bright uh, tells him to stop, and uh, dumps him off on Mirai's ex-fiance, uh, Bloom, who comments that Mirai was sensitive. So it makes sense that Hathaway is also a crybaby. <laughs> um, and then Ho- Hathaway runs and jumps into uh, a petite suit and reveals that he really wasn't crying. He just wanted to get away from his dad. Um, and Hathaway sneaks onto the ship from underneath as it heads out from from port. Hathaway is a great character, too.
1: No one has ever stowed away on a Federation ship when they're sad about their new type not-girlfriend
0: that doesn't like them. <laughs> Yeah. it's like the easiest ship to stow away on.
2: I mean, he just like flies under it and he's like, "Oh, I know how to get in." He like opens some like it's a hatch, gets in and like like somebody on on the rock island's like, "Oh, yeah, there's some sort of like venting here and and Bright's like, "What is it?" And the guy's like, "Oh, never mind. It's fine."
1: And now at least this time they send someone to look. <laughs> Bright's like, "No, I've seen this please somebody go look and
2: i mean i think we had you know a good third of one of our episodes about uh the security on any of bright ships like just being a joke
0: it is not his priority as a leader
1: i i have to imagine there are like there's so many unseen ship launches that he's been on where people don't do this We just happen to only be shown the ones where it...
0: That's a fair opinion. I also was thinking that he lets it happen. He knows it's happening. And in his head, he's like, how else am I going to get pilots?
1: That's true. How else will he recruit?
2: He has, like, some sort of, like, Um, new type sense. It's like... The Federation (laughs) isn't sending me pilots. I got to get my own pilots. (laughs) He's got, like, this new type sense where it's like... I know something not great's happening, but my, my sixth sense is telling me that, like, this is going to get me an extra pilot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: This is going to be
0: my best pilot.
1: (laughs) And so, and so this is the part that um, I don't have the exact timestamp here, but I think we're about at an hour five of the movie. And again, this ain't perfect, but not, not by any means, but we just had another big battle and then we, we've got things set up for the next thing. It's almost like we're still at that TV pace, right? Like had a brief, Bit of action that was our battle every episode, and now we're where we're you could just imagine a cut right here. Like
2: tune in next Rolling week.
0: Down. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This, like, I really, from a theoretical level, I really want to like Char's counterattack a lot more than I do. But like the, the like the battle that they had, I feel like if that were done now, it would have been like very good quality. You'd have. You know, lots of cool battle and like you you just don't get much. And like we talked about in the last episode, the animation quality just is not not great. It's just like, no, I mean, I still
0: still maintain the fact that this was a season that they were like working on and then they got told, no, did you hear season? You get a movie and they're like, fuck. (laughs) And they had to recut it maybe I believe I firmly believe that's what happened. I don't I you know what I I made that up at the beginning and now I now I've convinced myself that it's the truth. It's what happened. <laughs> yeah. it, would, it would make it a better movie. <laughs> I,
1: I, the, th- the sad part is like well for one like I I just literally unfortunately literally it's not correct. I wish you were right because I think this reflects on Tomo's actual skill as a movie maker. Right, yeah. the movies he'd made before were compilation films of TV shows, and I, I just don't think he's good at movies.
0: He uh, is like, I have twenty hours of content here. And like, well, you get two hours, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to tell twenty hours in two in two
2: hours." Yeah, yeah, and nobody like told him no. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, we see this and. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't either make- that, or he made the full season worth of content and then
0: get, handed it over to him, and they're like, "Well, you're gonna someone, someone, someone got told they needed to cut it into a movie, and so they cut it into a movie." And he, and Tamino didn't know <laughs> until
2: after it came out. It, it would have been even funnier if they 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 cut this movie at like 120 frames per second and just played it at like four times speed. <laughs> there we go. Movie could it, it would
1: make this middle part more tolerable. <laughs> yeah,
2: this yeah,
1: this should th- this is really th- this stretch of the movie, like after the whole horse scene and before the final battle. It's a lot of,
2: dude. Why? And it's more quests than we ever needed. Oh yeah, and absolutely. We didn't we didn't need any quests, by the way.
1: Well, right, yeah well i have a i have a thought experiment for you guys. Right. what if instead of quest the B plot was Reka's new type ghost?
0: Uh, you know what, but she's still I'm
2: alive watching. oh wait, Re no, no, she's definitely not alive. no, I was thinking of uh what's her name that flew off with the judo.
1: To, to Jupiter. I I would have known any other time, but you put me on the spot. <laughs> like literally any other time could have just rattled that right off. But <laughs> There's L is the one he didn't go with.
0: No. Rue. Yeah. Is it Rue? Rue. Yeah. Yeah. Rue Luca. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, seriously, that was a hundred percent. One of those. Oh crap. Uh, uh, wait, I know this. Uh, 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 uh yeah. Whoops.
2: It's an R name. It's, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I think I think next time we can actually finish this movie. Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah, we'll hour still three.
2: probably be at about an hour or more of an episode, but that's fine. Mm, it's all good. Scotty's like, "Kill me, kill me now. Go,
1: just go faster. <laughs> I will, I will." Just stay on mute. <laughs> just go faster.
2: All right. Uh, any any final thoughts for for this uh, in medium part of or middle part of the movie? It's mid. Mid. Yeah. Just just keep in mind. Quest is thirteen. Thanks for following along. We'll see you again in a few weeks. See that. Nah.